Welcome to Geeking Out with Jesse Lewis. I'm your host with the most, Jesse Lewis, and what is this show, you may be asking yourself? Well, this is a brand new podcast that's going to be coming at you once a week, and we're going to be talking to passionate people about their favorite things in the world. So we want to hear about the things that they love, the little things, their favorite movie, maybe, their favorite activity. If they like to drink scotch, we're going to talk about scotch, but that's not what we're talking about today. And we're going to start off with a bang with an incredible guest and an incredible topic. So, our guest today is Cohen Royick, a young man from Calgary, Alberta, Canada, whom I've known my entire life. He moved out to Vancouver after finishing high school and is now out in Toronto trying to pursue a career. So, what is he going to do? He's going to talk about his favorite band of all time with me on a podcast. That's how you get it started, boys. And what band is that? I'm glad you asked. We will be talking about Canada's favorite power trio of all time. From Toronto, Ontario, the great Rush. I'm doing good, man. I'm just kind of hanging in my this empty apartment right now. Yeah, I, I like the guitars you got hanging. It's not that yeah. empty. You got all the music stuff set up. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's like a corner of music stuff where I I create, and then everything else is just kind of like where things will be created. It's out and this about, point. and you're gonna like yeah. make it. It's nice when it's like an open concept like that, so you can kind of yeah, do your just thing, right. My my mind is like I, I I see where everything is going to be. We mm. there's like a we're not really sure if we're gonna put the TV on this wall where there's like a, the perfect amount of space for it, or where we can like pop out of the kitchen and also watch TV and watch while we're cooking or something like that. Mm. But, see, uh, the key is mirrors. See, I thought about that too. That'd be mm. pretty freaking sweet. Cause, but I know Scully up. has. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. That'd be. Yeah. Then it would just be like reflection of the the TV there. Yeah. That'd but be uh, sick. I think, yeah, Scully has a big um, uh, that uh, the Godzilla fight poster. I can't remember. Yeah. I can't remember exactly what it is. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah. Oh, with with Undertaker. Yes. Yeah. yeah Godzilla and Undertaker. Got a Godzilla versus Undertaker like match bill. Oh, that's it's yeah. Cool. yeah. So that so that might go above the couch wherever that ends up. But uh, a mirror would be freaking dope too. They have have a little tiny one, which if you want to see like a circular version of the TV one that gets set up. But <laughs> that's just that that would just be working with yeah, what I have right now. Not, it's not the best. Well, time. today I brought you in to talk about what is our favorite band of all time. I, I in the intro it said that you know more about them than I do, which is true. But I have I'm just not. the same amount of fire and flame that's why i wanted to start with this episode because i was like fuck i really want to talk about something that i just like i'm so excited about and with someone else that's probably even more excited than i am but before I, we start this yeah i want to show you something okay that I okay keep. this must be a, a treasured prize or something like that oh man i'm nervous now what am i gonna what's what's to expect okay Case, come back with empty hands. I uh, I took it out, and now I can't find it. So <laughs> I will edit in. I will edit in for you. 
okay, the should, picture should, of what it is. I'll even oh, yeah, but I'm talking about the Rush jersey oh, that I got. Fuck. Yeah, I took it out. Dude, I went to. I wanted to yeah, show the world, but I can't find it. So when we were oh, 14 years old, we went to see Rush. Yeah. It changed mm-hmm. our lives. <laughs> that was, a fr- that was uh, the, I can't even speak right now. That was the best concert I've ever been yeah. to in my entire life. And uh, yeah, oh my gosh, absolutely. The, the, I I I live through it all the time. Yeah. Like on the first the first half of the concert, me and my mom were down in the uh, like the floor section. Yeah, in the bowl. And then yeah, in the bowl, w- which was freaking amazing. Yeah. I couldn't really see. I was really freaking short at that time. Yeah, we not were that, kids. Not, <laughs> not that much yeah not that much height has changed for me but that's that's as it goes uh but i i just remember being able to see you and your dad from the the rafters there yeah uh, or just just the sides and uh yeah there's there's some seats that haven't been taken the entire show just come sit up with us yeah. like it was, it was the freaking best yeah, uh, but was, on, on that i was note, excited it was yeah that was freaking that was freaking awesome absolutely dude yeah the the solos that oh, I oh I'll wait I'll wait to I'll wait to talk more about yeah, it. Yeah, we'll talk I, about it in a little bit. But first, what I want yeah, yeah. you to do is I want you to break down Rush for someone who doesn't know who Rush is, what they're about, anything. If this is the first time they've ever even heard the word Rush, no, okay. they've never been in a rush in their life. You know, <laughs> right, 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 absolutely. <laughs> they're just, okay, they they don't understand the word or the concept. So if you yeah, please, please. Okay, okay, okay. So rush. When you hear that first word, you, you it's rush, right? You want to go fast. You think fast stuff. You think going faster than what you think you need to do, which it kind of feels like what I'm doing right now. But it's it's three musicians, uh, Neil Peart, Getty Lee, Alex Lifeson, three guys that just make music together. That, In a general sense, that's how I put that because they're – the people themselves, they just want to play music. When I think of Alex Lifeson in particular, I just think back to uh, that mo- uh, Beyond the Lighted Stage, that Rush documentary. One and of how the greatest he just... documentaries I've ever seen as a Rush It's because, fan. yeah, man, oh, they have such a, and I'll talk more about that later, but it's their a, story is really great. It's a genuine energy that they have, you know? There's yeah, exactly. There's so genuine about them. Yeah, but, and um, Canadian rock band from, uh, from Toronto. And uh, encompassing like amazing art and uh, just I, I, the the point I was just about to say I'll, I'll get back on that. Uh, Alex Lifeson, whenever he went home, like his thing about playing guitar, he just wanted to play. Yeah. Like all he wanted to do was come home from school and play guitar. And I think that's personally, as someone that also just kind of wants to come home and play guitar some days, like. I, I, I see that and I see that in his playing. He just he goes up and seeing live footage and stuff like that. He just goes up and he just plays. Like he's not trying to like put on anything crazy, which I really like about Rush. They just hone their abilities. They're, they're so inherently them. They're they're exactly. not trying to be anything. They're just trying to be Rush, right? Exactly. But yeah. Why do you think you specifically love Rush? Like what about Rush speaks to you, the man known as Cohen Royick? Oh man. Well, I think I, it, Rush was introduced to me at a really prime point in my like musical uh, realizations, I guess. Mm. It was kind of when I was starting to learn to play drums, learning to yeah, I guess just kind of when music started happening, mostly when I was hanging out with you guys and Mitch yeah. and uh, answering <laughs> those guys. We, yeah. we, we were all into Rush pretty hard for a while oh, there. <laughs> oh, oh not, not even just Rush, but all the freaking classics. Oh yeah, not that but I'm, like 
Rush kind of spoke to me and you specifically, but yeah. also Ben Steiger was like, Rush is the they sickest were, band. Like, it's, they are the sickest band. And yeah. uh, to get back on your question there, it's like, now I'm even forgetting what your question was. But was like, <laughs> Why do you love Rush, brother? Every single instrument resonated with me. Like, you know when you're listening to like, like a massive concert or like a like a marching band go by and you can like feel in your chest mm. like i've i've had that experience at like concerts and stuff like that but listening to i think it was i might have actually been yyz oh i i had listened to some rush songs before and listening to yyz it was like like there's, i was waiting for lyrics to come in but nothing no lyrics happened i was like oh and after the song i was just left with this feeling of okay so they're musicians yeah. <laughs> they're they're musicians that uh uh that are really good <laughs> and that incredible they're just inc- they're incredible at honing their instruments and they're incredible at playing together like yeah. no one instrument as uh, like as uh, as all the instruments stand out in their own ways not one instrument necessarily like sticks uh, out over the yeah other. sticks out or like uh, over um what's the word i'm looking for uh like o- overbears the other instrument yeah. kind of thing uh, yeah, so, so I think that's one of the biggest reasons why I like Rush is so, that they, they're so supportive of each other. You've talked a lot about like the fact that they're so incredible and they're so technically good and all the music sounds so great and mm-hmm. you can tell how fantastic musicians they are. But yeah. Rush is kind of like a cult band. You know what I mean? It's the kind yeah, of band 100%. that like you either you hear a lot of the time you either love or hate. And I'm sorry for the ambulance going past my house because we both live on. One of the busiest yeah. streets. In the- I'll, I'll probably hear it go by my place. Oh, it's in a going second. that way. Yeah, you'll hear it soon. <laughs> um, yeah. So basically, it's Rush is such a cult band that you either love or hate them. Okay, hold. Yeah. Goodbye. All right. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. I, I looked in my headphone and I could hear it now, too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's crazy. Right down the freaking street, baby. Just you. like old times. Uh, yeah. There you go. So. Uh, you either love or hate Rush. It's yes, the kind yeah. of band that you can't. There's not really an in between. You're there's not no, really. There's like, no eh. between. Yeah. It's like you you like Rush. You love Rush. You, you love or love you Rush. love or hate Rush. But why do you think that that sort of like cult band thing goes with it when like all these other musicians you hear about like Dave Grohl goes like oh yeah Rush is like one of the craziest bands ever and inspired me. You hear all these different yeah. people talking about Rush through the years, mm-hmm. but mainstream media and mainstream public don't latch on why do you think that is i think that's because they have such a unique style of constructing songs and especially if you look back to like like cygnus x1 and all that kind of stuff am i hearing a helicopter right now what the hell is going on outside uh, <laughs> there's um yeah they carry such like a gravitas with uh, the songwriting uh, and i think that goes along with neil pert's um lyricism as well they're so uh like um the coagulation of different crazy long words. <laughs> that's, word. that's even a, that's a big word itself. It's a Thanks, word, Neil. I think, I don't know if you used it right, but I'll believe you. Uh, yeah, it, it works <laughs> for the context. I think let's hope. Um, but, uh, and I think the reason why people, it, it might be super surface level, but it's not usually what you would hear on the radio. And yeah. when people think of like a song, they think of like, Oh, it's verse chorus, verse chorus, maybe a bridge or a solo or something. And like verse chorus kind of thing. Um, but with Rush, it's like an intro, a verse, and then a time signature change, and then we're going to sing something else, and then it goes into like an acoustic part, and then uh, we blow up and do a bunch of crazy stuff, and there's a bass solo and a drum solo. Like, it's it's just all over the place, but the 
the composition it just like lays on top of each other and there's no like uh, i guess that's just going back into saying how much i love them but uh okay. I, I just i just don't think it's it's not a, that that's a good way to put it it's not an easy band to listen to yeah i think you really need to like just kind of put your headphones in and listen sometimes yeah, when you really some need people to just zone yeah in. absolutely and i think uh, and i don't mean to say this in any wrong ways but some people just don't have that uh patience when it comes to music because mm-hmm. sometimes it's, i think some people are just uh conditioned to just listen to music as as it goes around maybe it's at work or something like yeah. that uh, which I'm, I'm not hating on at all uh, music is so important in that way where it can support you in different ways where you if you're studying if you're writing something if you're trying to go to sleep it's literally it can help and it can make any situation better let's yeah. let's be real with that but uh, uh yeah if it's just like something that's going on it's uh rush is a band that you got to listen to i think yeah. just really appreciate all, all the little down really you know if, if it's your cup of tea smoke a joint if it's your cup of tea drink a cup of tea drink a cup of tea yeah. you know what i mean and <laughs> absolutely find yeah. your happy it, place and listen to rush and hear what yeah. they're saying not only with their lyrics but with their music man you good Hello? Uh-oh. Ruh-roh. Hello? Hey, you're back. Dude, okay. Oh, okay, great. Oh, thank yeah. God. I was worried there for a second. That's okay. all right. We're back. Yeah. You know, I, can't, I, I missed the last part. I was saying how it's not just there. Is that another ambulance? It's going crazy out there. I hope everyone's okay. Oh, man. Jeez. If it's the zombie apocalypse, I'm not going to be okay. I don't know. I I'm not prepared for the zombie apocalypse right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm too excited about Rush right now. I can't really yeah, I, think dude, about a zombie apocalypse at this point. It'd be a great soundtrack <laughs> for a zombie apocalypse. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I'm thinking, like, let Livia Strongiato, mm. like, just whipping some freaking zombies down. That'd be that that'd be in my playlist. Zombie yeah. killing playlist, 100%. Absolutely. Yeah, all about those instrumentals. I'm just, I just realized that I mentioned two instrumentals. So, so good. obviously... Well, you said you said it yourself that they're not really a radio band, right? So yeah. if you had some, to give some a, songs more, it but depends. Yeah, but if you it, had yeah. to give a song to someone who you were like, okay, I'm going to get you into Rush through this one oh. song. What oh, song is it? And then if they like it, where should they go from there for people who oh. haven't listened to Rush before? Well, Spirit of Radio, hands down, hands down, Spirit of Radio. I the just the guitar lick, the guitar lick, <laughs> the bass. The drum, the drum fills, yeah, the synths as well. Oh my, oh my God! That permanent waves is my definitely yeah. favorite Rush album for sure. Uh, but if they like Spirit of Radio, I'd probably put them in like I'd probably direct them right to Limelight or Ooh. something on uh, Moving Pictures. Limelight uh, is like probably that is probably my go-to. I'd I'd like to say Tom Sawyer, but like that's maybe the song I'd go to second. You know what I mean? And I. I, you know what? I think back on that thing of uh, people hating Rush just for like if you love or hate him. That's like if you if you like Tom Sawyer, then it's if if you don't like Tom Sawyer, well, you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it's just like one of those songs like that you Tom can. Tom Sawyer, you're not gonna like Rush. Yeah, exactly. You know what that's, I mean? Because that's that's kind of like their most radioy, or I think in it's, the it's, permanent waves. Yeah, yeah uh, it would be like their most radioy Rush song. 
totally like you listen yeah. to closer to the heart and it's like a very mm. radio heavy song because it's so light Absolutely. and nice and sweet and easy and all these sweet that's lyrics. easy listening and like exactly, yeah the lyrics right? are really touching. but it doesn't yeah. feel as authentically rush as a song like tom sawyer would yeah, you know absolutely. I mean? yeah. Where it's like you get all three of those instruments going crazy together, but mm-hmm. but for let's narrow it down for one of the instruments. Actually, we'll call it two aspects of the bands. So, yeah, yeah. what do you think is like? Why do you think people love Getty Lee's voice, and what do you think makes his bass playing so much so elevated to the spot where everyone goes, "Oh, Rush! It's all about the bass and the drums." You know what I mean? And we'll talk about yeah, Alex yeah. Lifeson in a little bit. And for sure, but for now, just yeah, Daddy yeah. Lee, his bass, his vocals, what makes him so special? Man, you know? well, something I really appreciated today, I was listening to, uh, you know, the album Counterparts. I do. Uh, yeah, freaking excellent album. That was, I realized I was like kind of the comeback up after the, it kind of went into like the 80s kind of uh synthy poppy kind of st- stuff, we'll which is great. Not, too, yeah, we'll definitely talk about that. <laughs> we'll talk about uh, synthesizers. Yeah. <laughs> the, the fact that Getty Lee's voice has changed so much over the years, I've really appreciated that. Because earlier in their career, like, and uh, he kind of like matured down a little bit and kind of, it feels like he's singing more from like, from the heart and from that experience from of the going from the cojones. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Le- yeah leaning back. Given her, yeah. yeah. Like when you listen to Clockwork Angels versus something where he's going and hitting those highs, right? It's yeah, one hundred percent. Completely different sound vocally. Like he has yeah. evolved not only with the times, but I think with himself because voice to- changed yeah. over time, right? One hundred percent. And if you listen to like uh, the original versions of like Spirit of Radio, Tom Sawyer, and stuff like that, and then listening to like uh, like a live version of that pretty recently it's the same but there's it just his voice just sounds so much more round in the in where he's at right now um but i think what i love about uh getty lee's voice from the earlier days is like he, he just like he just went for it he knew i have a feeling that there was this like he knew which note to hit and he knew which note sounded good and he was like oh okay well i'm just gonna freaking hit that note then yeah i'm just gonna go for it and, I can do it. If I, if I put my mind to it, I can really do whatever yeah. I need. And I I could be totally wrong. There could be some crazy cool Getty Lee way of knowing more about it and attack on that. But from my perspective, that's like that's a it it makes so much sense because if, if you want to get there, you want to like why not, right? Yeah. Absolutely. There's there's no rules to music. If you gotta push yourself a little bit to get there, then and, you know and if what? you're getting a good product, not yeah. He can if he does it for the album, that's fine. He, he 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 can pull out like I'd say he he would do like four or five really high notes through the show. Yeah, you know because like you don't want to strain your voice, especially no, when you're abs- on, on stage. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? If I'm, he really I'm thinking back. Them, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm th- I'm just thinking back now. I think they when they call their intermission, they're like. Uh, we're gonna take a little break. We're like a hundred, so we gotta go pee or something like that. We gotta drink an Elka seltzer and we gotta yeah. uh, make sure our throats don't fucking explode and come out while I try and hit the high note, you know? Exactly. And I'm gotta sorry for their... leaning away for a second. My turtle was fucking going crazy with oh, shit oh. and digging, so I had to destroy Burgers him. going Burgers going off today. Burgers going off today, but he had oh, a man. bad day. He's an angry oh, no. boy. I don't I hope know. He's why. okay. I'm sure he's well, fine. He looks yeah. pissed, but I, uh, 
I don't know. <laughs> he's he's just like bonking along to some sort of Neil Peart beat, like yeah, just dun, going dun, really dun, hard. Yeah. But speaking really of Neil Peart, buddy, mm. he was slash still is known as the greatest of all time, the goat of drumming. Not only yep. for you visually, you look at him and you go, oh, that guy is the best drummer looking at his drum set you're just like that is so huge he's playing all of that at once right but why do you think that he deserves that spot what about him because anyone can play a big drum kit and make a Mm -hmm. fill on it right but yeah why do you think he is so much more elevated than the rest of the people up for contention like a keith moon or something like that yeah yeah and i think i think it's because he really wanted to take a risk with it uh knowing a little bit about like what Neil Peart was like in the background. He was like very shy, uh, perfectionist, uh, and he had to get everything right. And I remember, I think it was a Getty Lee interview I was listening to, but he was talking about Neil and how uh, he would wait to go on stage until he was like ready to give the show that the audience expected and uh, from him, which on one level, I'm like, that's a lot of pressure on our friend Neil there for like putting on this amazing (laughs) show every time. Uh, But at the same time, he's he knows that he's capable of making these fucking awesome drum beats. Like that's so like surface level saying, but it's so true. And he knows he's capable of it, capable of it. And I remember, I remember he, I remember him even saying that every time he played in Tom Sawyer, it was hard, uh, which makes sense. They're hard freaking song. It's a crazy uh, song. Yeah. But his inventivity and ability to be like, you know what? I do want a gong right behind me so I can just freaking whip behind it. Uh, and that might have been inspired by the uh, John Bonham. I guess John Bonham did it. But well, it was around the same time. I could be totally wrong. But either way, they both had gongs. That's that's the idea I'm talking about. The gong uh, is really the most important part, and the and the bells from uh, yeah, closer the go- to the heart. If you if you don't do that, I was playing that song guitar too today. Uh, that was so good. Freaking jam. Um, but yeah, he there was no limits for Neil yeah. Peart. And if he wanted something to sound the way he wanted it to sound, he would make that happen. Mm-hmm. And uh, his deliverance and his like, I, I guess his, I get, I guess for myself, I struggle with a lot of perfectionism. But like, I really appreciate his perfectionist way of approaching that because if yeah. you're a drummer, you need to get everything right. I and agree. It, you it, are the backbone of the band, right? You are the backbone of the band. You're keeping the time going, and if you're also if you also know you're capable of doing some amazing freaking fills and stuff like that. And it just, he just makes it sound so big and you can see that his drum kit is freaking huge, but he just makes it sound so much bigger, I guess. Yeah. But also simplifying it in a way where you could also like hear it on like a normal drum kit. I'm thinking about this now. Like if you think about a little side tangent, but I promise it makes sense. Uh, Coming from like a back dude, Love it. Uh, coming from a background of like theater and stuff like that and like doing technical improv and like uh, lighting the stage and stuff like that. And I guess just doing tech uh, that one of the main or one of the most important things is like if you're doing lights for an improv show, let's say, uh, like if you notice the lights during the show, then maybe you got to do less lights or something like that. Or yeah. same with the sound. Like you don't want to you don't want to overbear and overtake the show just because you messed up a light or something like that. Uh, le- less is more. I'm what what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Uh, but I think with Neil Pert, it's like it, it almost sounds like more 
is less because there's there's so much he's doing but he's playing it so like i want to say meticulously but like it's so precise i would call uh, it meticulous yeah I would okay call it a meticulous uh method of doing it like he totally. went out of his way to learn a separate a separate style for like he yeah. does underhand overhand just so he could play that certain way and get exactly. that more flow to it so it felt better right and it sounded better yeah and that i think that's what i mean with like it yeah. sounding like less you know what i mean because it just sounds so the same thing with what, I, with what i was saying like with getty lee trying to hit they're going just going for the high notes like yeah i'm gonna freaking hit it because that's a note that needs to be played same thing with neil pert uh i'm sure he like heard the drum fill when he would when he was jamming with lifeson and lee uh he's like oh, okay I'm just, i'll i'll figure that out and make sure that sounds precise and good and he did and there's not a lot of people that are capable of just pulling through and like just fucking going for it that even as simple as that sounds like yeah i really appreciate his um just his artistry and commitment to making it yeah dude making rush what sounds like rush sounds like yeah well he is he wrote all the lyrics as well well for the most part he wrote most of the lyrics right that's like that's a whole other freaking well, story man i think like, we oh can talk about that maybe at the end because that's yeah I, I think at the end what we'll do is we'll just geek out over our favorite our favorite things about rush like love what it songs can't wait we're just like we're, oh man and when oh. that one part comes in oh we'll do oh. that we'll do that oh. all at the end dude but every freaking time absolutely oh, every time even... we talk about rush we just start to freak out <laughs> i can't i just it, it's just like i've been waiting to have this podcast because like i just want to geek out about this so bad but like no, i'm freaking yeah let's freaking do it yeah <laughs> so, well, yeah bring it out yeah, I, I got <laughs> this one's a little bit this one's a little bit controversial okay so okay okay i'm ready alex lifeson Mm -hmm. in my eyes one of the most technically complex guitarists of all time one of the greatest Mm -hmm. i'd say every time i see a list of top 10 guitarists top 50 guitarists even he's not there but you Mm -hmm. look at the top 10 drummers of all time it's keith moon or neil pert switched Mm -hmm. out top 10 bassists of all time getty lee's in the top 10 usually Usually sure. he makes it because he's got crazy bass lines. He's in there. He's playing along with the best drummer of all time. So you have to, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. be good enough to keep up. But oh, yeah. with Alex Lifeson, he never, his name's not brought up into the conversation. It never yeah, is. I think that's a fucking travesty. What do you I, think? I think Why do you think that I, is? I think it's absolutely disappointing. I think, uh, like, I don't even know how to start saying this, but like, you got to be good to be in rush. Like, yeah. come on. Like, if, yeah, like, if, like if you're playing along with like Neil Pert and Getty Lee, it, like, I think the thing that I really appreciate about life's in itself himself is that he, he's there to support. Like he, he's there to play guitar. That's, he's kind of the one that has the one instrument. Yeah. He's, he's cause Getty Lee is on the piano as he's singing. Uh, Neil Pert has thinking about all the, all the things that are, that he's got to hit. Uh, but, he yeah license there to support and to like provide that beefy sound to i think if yeah there was here's the thing is obviously mm-hmm. the bass and the drums are the backbone of to any song you yeah know, absolutely those are the things that keep the person going and get their head bobbing right it's not yeah. like a sick like guitar the, that's solo what doesn't that's what you dance along to exactly yeah. a guitar solo doesn't make you want to like yeah, you like know? you listen to it and you're amazed by this amazing guitar solo. So it's what not he does yeah. is he fills the rest of Rush. He is, Ex- yeah. You know what I mean? Like 
as much mm-hmm. as you love the drums and the, the bass and everything, when you think Rush, yeah. the first thing I think of is, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just I don't know. I, 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 I couldn't tell you personally why. I just wanted to know if you had any insights. But it's really, it's travesty, honestly, because Alex is just one of the greats. He, I absolutely agree. He is one of the greats. And I wish I could say more about it, but like, I, I just think that he's really overlooked because, yeah. like you said, the bass and the drums really stand out. He's underrated um, as hell. Which, but like, and yeah, if, just look at everybody. Like everyone, I don't want to say everybody, but a lot of people play guitar. Yeah. And a lot of people pick up guitars and a lot of people are good at guitar. So, and I think you just got to look at like, he's in Rush, man. Like, he can freaking whip it. And as I said earlier... You have to be good to be in Rush. (laughs) Yeah. You have to be good to be in Rush. What do these people get? (laughs) They they don't. They need... They just... They want to be that. So they're like, oh, I can play just as good as Alex Lyson. No, you can't. Why am I not? No, no, you can't. You you just want to play guitar so you can be as good as Alex Lyson. You don't don't go home every day from school in 1970-whatever and just want to play guitar. You know what I mean? You so just, like you are Alex Lifeson and you, you are you dead. are you are or you're not Alex Lifeson. <laughs> and I'm pretty and sure we, you're not, bud. <laughs> yeah. Can we also on the note of Alex Lifeson, and I think this is another reason recently learned why Alex Lifeson is one of my favorite people on earth. <laughs> that trailer park boys episode <laughs> where he gets freaking hijacked by yeah. Ricky and Julian. Oh my god. Oh, is this Gord Downey? <laughs> Oh my god so not, good. E- not even close no. so fucking good it is but, uh, yeah like i don't know that episode kills me i <laughs> all their little sketches now, did, there was rash i don't know if you remember rash yeah i remember that rash sketch, yeah. there was they had south park introduce them once where it's like I don't the, think, oh yeah yeah so it's the four boys and they're in the in the um uh garage and they're trying to right, be yeah. rush and Cartman's oh, yeah. got the Getty Lee hair, and he's like, "Yeah, modern day warrior named Tom Sawyer. He traveled down the river with a boat on a black guy, or something like that." <laughs> yeah, and I remember that. Like, that's not the lyrics. That's not even the Come right it. story. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Get yeah. another thing. Yeah, can't be in Rush. Yeah, can't, can't be in Rush with Cartman. No, <laughs> absolutely. He, he, had, yeah. no, he did okay because his voice is already pretty up there, but it wasn't. Yes. It, it, I know the South Park guys don't use their... It's not like he can just do Cartman. He does, like, a voice, and they twist it around to make it, like, perfect Cartman, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, oh, you could... I think I would love to hear an entire version of Moving Pictures where it's just Cartman as Geddy Lee. I'd buy it. I would listen to that. I'd I'd definitely buy that. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Oh, my gosh, yeah. That'd be so... Little holograms. Rush with Cartman. Like, I'd... (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no, pick it pick it back up. We need renditions <laughs> these days. We need remakes. We do, All but right. at, at the same time, the the originals will never be beaten. No, never. Like I, I, no, I heard a never. rumor that they were trying to reboot Back to the Future, and I was like, oh. <sighs> no, sorry, <laughs> Don't sorry do guys, that. but leave that alone. <laughs> leave leave Back to the Future alone. Leave Just Back to the Future the alone. Future. <laughs> it needs to be. It's it's fine as it is. God. <laughs> Believe it. We all saw what happened when they tried to do a new Indiana Jones movie, man. So like, just leave, oh, it, leave well enough we, alone is what I say. We've seen we've seen what happens when we try, and we know what happens what hap- when it happens. So yeah, let's just right. learn from that, and 
leave Back to the Future by itself. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> so you spoke about it briefly earlier, but I want to mm-hmm. ask you, as a Rush fan, what's your yeah. favorite Rush album? Why is it your favorite Rush album? And will you show us the tattoo that you have of it on your leg? I okay. Yes. <laughs> I'll, I'll, let's do, let's just do that first. Okay. I'll, right. Yeah. Let's do that first. Podcast listeners, uh, he's gonna pull up his pant leg right here, and he's gonna show us on the back of his calf. Oh, can he do it? Kinda. That's the bottom of her dress right there. Not bad. Kinda. That's okay. It's the cover. It's the cover right there. There it is. Boom. Perfect. Heck yeah, bud. There we go. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that the was, album? That was exhausting. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, my favorite Rush album is Permanent Waves. And uh, there's some... Uh, God, there's so many things I love about that album. Uh, the, well, the first song, the first side of that album just takes me into a freaking, like... Uh, it just takes me into a wasteland of rock and roll that where nothing fucking matters and everything, everything is everything and nothing fucking matters. And you can just like listen to music. And that's the only thing that's important because uh, like you have your, you have your free will, you got your entree new, you can just like every single vibe on that album. I'm sorry to stop you for a like, second, but every time I hear it, I have to go, I will choose free will. will da, 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 da. Every time I hear the word free will, I can't pass it by. So continue. Sorry. My yeah. Bad, and my and bad. Uh, doubling on that. Thank you for saying that because one of my favorite quotes of all time is in that song. Uh, if, if you choose not to decide, you still have made a choice. That is like, Come on, man. It's but it's so true. Like it, it's. I think that was the first, like, music quote that really made me think. I was like, wait. I, I just yeah. I'm remembering this now. Like in my 12 year old brain. Like wait. You can actually like. You can sing that stuff. You can like mean it and sing that stuff at the same time. Yeah. Which another another thing that I love about Neil's lyrics is that he means everything he says, and everything comes from such like a genuine, meaningful, um, place of music is great. Closer and to his heart. Honestly, yeah, and, which really gets is. us closer, which gets us closer to each other's hearts, and which makes connection even so much better. Which I think people, a lot of people, can benefit from connecting on music. And personally, I, that's a big thing that I love to connect on stuff like that. So having conversations like this and talking about just music, which I'm so freaking passionate about, and want to turn into a career for God's sakes, which is exhausting process, but it's it's a lovely journey, I would say. Yeah, dude. Um, but uh, so that's yeah, permanent waves and. <laughs> Another thing, all their um, or a lot of their album covers and uh, album titles—they're like puns. Yeah. Uh, Not—they're not like puns. They are puns. Like Prona Waves, for example, it's like uh, Donna Reed. That's her name. Uh, she's on the album cover of Prona Waves, and she's walking away from. Uh, for those of you at home who have not seen the album cover, she's walking away from a uh, uh, like a wreckage through a town. It's like a, a big wave. Uh, and on the other side, there's some buildings that are still up. Uh, and Donna Reed herself, uh, it was like, I think it's from the 50s or 60s or something like that. She uh, she was a perm, uh, like a perm model, like a hair model. Mm. Uh, and she rocked, uh, yeah, she rocked a perm. That's like kind of pinup girl uh, perm model right there. Uh, and uh, uh, so it's like perm, like permanent, oh. uh, permanent waves, like That's hair, so like funny. wavy hair but also permanent waves that just fucking took out a town. So like 
It, they're all about uh, there's so many layers to every aspect of it there's yeah i, I could go on and yeah. not even to mention like the moving pictures they're if you look at the album cover it's, it's just a bunch of people of dudes moving, moving pictures picture. yeah, yeah i love that it's it's they're but so the, you so know what i think is cool about that is it's a layer on top of it if you look at it the way they're going mm-hmm. it's literally like a, a roll of film so it's a moving picture yeah you know what i mean of course. Yeah. Of course it is. Oh, my That's God. That's the double, I double I didn't. To be honest, I didn't even make that connection. Well, but, like, I didn't I was make like, oh. the connection until you brought up the first one, and then that's all I could think of. Oh, shit. Yeah. It's, yeah, if you look at that. Now I really want to look at that album cover again, like, if there's actually, like, a, a series of events. There might be. Place. I don't know. I, yeah, but, like, I'm, visually I, thinking about it, it's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. 100%. All right. Man, so, yeah. I love Rush. I love most of Rush. They're my favorite band, but when I say most of Rush, there's one part of Rush that I always avoid. We know. We know and we're I brought about. it up earlier, but we got to mm-hmm. talk about it. Yeah, yeah, love to. What do you think happened with the synthesizers, and why do you think even the fans turned on Rush at that point? I think, well... Oh, sorry, for those of you who don't know, oh. um, what album was the first? It was the 90s, right? It was 90s Rush with synthesizers. Yeah, I think... I want to say it started with like hold your fire or like yeah. grace under pressure like that that era uh yeah but I, I know that the synthesizer started to come in and that's what i really like them in permanent waves and moving pictures more specifically yeah. uh, that in those situations they didn't take over but no, i feel like they were they were a part of the sound they filled it yeah up, you know what exactly I mean? but then as and, you move forward you see that the synthesizers start to become there's no bass anymore it's a yeah exactly now, right yeah it's that um to my point it it all it became all about the synthesizers mm. for me. Uh, it might be different for them, uh, but uh, yeah, it it they over, they overtook and what what I really loved about Rush and that was the the raw instrumental three guys powering power. through a freaking awesome yeah. song. Yeah, uh, and it, yeah, it just felt a little too digital and a little too like poppy. Uh, as as someone who's not a huge fan of like pop music and like top forty stuff. Uh, not hating on it. It, oh, it, it no, is what it is. Good sure. stuff, but it's not, oh, there's there's it's some awesome stuff. For, it's not at all good. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. It's just not what I usually go to no. for my first first choice. Um, but yeah, so it kind of goes away in that direction. But uh, I was listening to on the bright side of things. I was listening to Time Stand Still the other night, and it's that's maybe the that, only synthesizer song that I really like by Rush. Uh, it's so good, but that's <laughs> it's not about the synthesizers in that song for me. No. It's Getty Lee's freaking bass licks. Yeah. Like, those really freaking pop through in that song. And I wasn't at, And every time I listen to... like Every time I go back and listen to Rush and, like, into a song that maybe I haven't listened to in a while, I always find something new. Maybe I mm. hear another lyric that hit me in a different way a than it did last time. A new bongo, whatever. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Bongos. Where'd the bongos come in? <laughs> what the, what the fuck? It goes, like, all, all Incredibles all of a sudden. That'd be freaking amazing. <laughs> There's bongos somewhere. Somewhere there's bongos. You have bongos. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, they'll be in a Rush cover of a song oh, we'll yeah. do one day. We'll do I, it. I don't even know if I could do, do a Rush cover. That's freaking insane. Dude, I, I that movie I Love You, Man, with Jason Siegel and Paul Rudd, where they're like Rush. Have you seen that movie? I It's been a while, or I haven't seen it. So it's like <laughs> it's like a romantic comedy, but starring those two. Uh, and he yeah, wants yeah. him to be his best man at his wedding. And they yeah, share yeah. a bond of, oh, my cat escaped. Oh, Look at that. Oh, Brief cameo Julie. from Olivia. She'll be on the show in a few weeks. Oh, hell yeah. Ooh, extra sauce. Yeah. There you go. So, uh, basically, 
Oh man, I totally lost my train of thought by the cat. That's okay. We were, we were talking about the synthesizers. Yes, uh, synthesizers. Yeah. But I lost where I was, so that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. We can move Dude, on. I, that's that's all right. If anyone I, wants I guess, to know my point, we'll talk about it later. You go. <laughs> yeah, one hundred. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, the main point, uh, they just overtook a little bit, and it, it just yeah. wasn't encapsulating what I really loved about Rush, as I just said. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think just in in taste, and I think they realized that along the journey. Uh, and I, I knew that um, I'm referring back to the movie Beyond the Lighted Stage. Uh, I know Lifeson wasn't a huge fan of the synthesizer. I don't, you know, I don't think he said that he wasn't a fan of them. He just like he's, preferred I, not. You can kind of tell. You can, yeah, <laughs> he's yeah, kind of like uh, it, 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 something happened. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and 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 knowing that when I when we saw Rush uh, live at the Clockwork Angels tour Perfect in Edmonton timing. in 2012. Uh, on September 30th. Whoa, I remember that. Uh, nice. I have the ticket uh, on the wall. So. <laughs> oh, nice. Nice. Uh, I, when they played Time Stand still uh, at the concert, that I think, um, yeah, Lifeson had a, a little keyboard in front of him, and he, I think he had a little party at to support with that. Uh, but in my mind, I was like, I know he doesn't like that. Yeah. <laughs> I, know, I know he'd rather <laughs> be playing guitar. Right now. <laughs> was like, That's was so like, funny. So, so it kind of took me out of it for a sec, but I was like, you know what? I respect man yeah, living it up for the underground right there yeah. well yeah i was gonna ask you so when we i we were born on the same day september the 13th yeah. best day of the world when we okay. were in grade nine right yeah yeah it was grade nine yeah, yeah. okay when we yeah. were in grade nine our parents took us to edmonton from calgary to see mm-hmm. rush and it was yeah. the greatest night of our lives it was so fun but basically oh i remember very i remember my favorite songs from the night but there's part bits and pieces i don't remember because it, it was a long time ago and i was a kid right and yeah. obviously now my rush brain has expanded far bigger totally. than it was when you, i was a kid but i yeah, we have this, like we have consciousness now we've like yeah. grown up and stuff yeah absolutely like we, and I, we see the world in new ways hell yeah dude i've seen <laughs> i can almost see 360 degrees i swear to god <laughs> i'm working on up and down right now it's yeah. freaking crazy uh, <laughs> at, the, at the same time, it's yeah. not it's not going very well. But no. yeah, <laughs> um, but what I told I told you about this the other week. But what I remember yeah. really specifically from that concert was a song that I didn't even really know yet. It was yeah. the Garden yeah, yeah, yeah. from Clockwork yes. Angels because that was the tour right. we were on. And yep. I remember visually these angels falling through a garden and just the sound and like oh it mm. was so. And the string quartet. Right? It yeah. was like, oh, I, I can feel the music all around me. And it was just like such a perfect moment in time. But like, yeah. other than that, there's nothing that like in particular really was like, bang, here it is for you. And I, and I totally. loved all the music and stuff. And it was one of the craziest. The fact that they sound this, sounded the same was crazy and blew my mind. Yeah. And I was having a, a ball. But that's They're, what really sticks yeah. out to me from that concert. What to you is like the thing that you will forever hold on to from your Rush concert. Bom, 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 bom. Just that like yeah. first sound of the synthesizer and subdivisions. That's yeah, what they open the show with. Yeah, that's a good um, one. Every, I have that, uh, I have signals on vinyl mm. and when I get a record player set up, it'll, it'll, it'll be blooming in this house. But uh, <laughs> uh, when I, like every time I hear that song, I, I'm just brought back to, I remember stand. I was, uh, we weren't standing yet. No, 
no, we were standing. And uh, I just saw the spotlight hit the stage. And at the same time, the the synthesizer started going. And I couldn't see Getty Lee, but I knew he was there. Yeah. And I was like, just being in the same room as him, being so small, I couldn't see. I was like, wow, some, yeah. something amazing is about this to happen is, right I now. And it. Yeah. So that, that song in, in particular really holds that memory for me. Um, that and YYZ, seeing that freaking song live blew my goddamn mind, man. So the fact that you now live in YYZ, how hip are you to live here? Just this is just a question that I'm just asking you right now. Oh yeah, I'm in YYZ. I'm really freaking hype, man. Yeah, coming from Vancouver, it's like it's such a the city's so big. I'm just every time I go outside, I feel like I I end up in a different spot and then go for a little walk and it's like a new little neighborhood mm. uh like city meets neighborhood it feels it's really homey it's cool and that, it's got a lot of soul really, to it yeah it really does and i think maybe it was just at the point in my life where i was at in vancouver but it was like i just had to i knew toronto was where i gotta be so it was just like yeah, it's, it's time it's time to make yeah. the decision uh, but no dude i'm freaking loving it here i the second lockdown i'm like kind of wish i was able to like go out and do stuff but that's as it goes right now. What you, you, you can't really. Yeah, you, know, <laughs> it it. Sucks, you can but... just go. I, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, I'm just really excited to run into like Getty Lee on the street. I know. I'm just really. Right? So I'm speaking really of Getty Lee again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, obviously, Rush has affected the world, right? Yeah. In certain impact, ways, different countries. Impact and inspired, but what do yeah. you think that their specific in- impact was on the music industry? What do you think, like. When Rush came out, what really not I wouldn't say necessarily came out, but who do you think they've inspired other than the ones that we yeah. know, but like who do you, where do you hear Rush sort of thing from people, you know? Like what what did what is Rush's legacy on the music yeah. industry? I th- that's for I'm having trouble with that question for some reason cuz like I think when I listen to Rush, I just listen to Rush and I don't really know. Maybe I'm just conditioned to like not hear that in other music but now that you say that i think there's a lot of i notice a lot in the drumming to be honest uh like i'll recognize like a similar fill to something that neil pert did and like i don't know why i'm thinking like blink 182 right now um oh, but i fine. feel like that makes sense yeah and maybe it's just it could be just for me as well but uh i think they really inspired like the like their heavy stuff really yeah, yeah. Like, Some of I, their, like, 2112's a pretty heavy song. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's got yeah. light oh, interludes and things, but, like, that main... Right? Like, you yeah. can hear that yeah. sort of thing kind of evolving into yeah. your modern-day metal. Totally. Yeah, and you know what? Now that I think about it, I think that really helped... Um, I, well, at least inspire me as a musician, too, but, like, the, uh, the melody... Meet melody meets timing, mm. uh, so like like what you're saying, like the dun, 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 like it's like now that I think it's kind of like a kind of like a kind of reminds me of like a uh, like a horse running or something like that, uh, that like yeah that that kind of thing. But uh, yeah, I, and then putting a melody to that just kind of blows my mind. And I think a lot of um, yeah metal music in particular and punk rock music kind of brought that octivity and octivity or like a multi octivity i guess to uh to their songs and bringing that uh I, 
you know what? Now that I've now that I've talked about this for a second, whenever I hear a song that like changes time signatures mm. within the song, maybe it's like I I don't know if I can give you an example right now, but uh, I think I definitely I think about Rush for that because I I've never listened to a band where they change time signatures so much throughout the song. Of course, or before throughout. the song, yeah. For, yeah, exactly. Uh, so when I see, and it's something that I've tried to implement in my music as well, but like implementing those little time switches and kind of keeping it at me as a listener, it kind of keeps me on my toes when I'm yeah, listening for variety. Yeah, totally. It, so I it, think that really, you know why I, I can see that being all from rush. Cause a rush yeah. fan is always, Oh, I love the like part in YYZ where it goes, you know what I mean? Yeah, With yeah, the yeah. Really small drums. That yeah. little thing keeps you on your toes. That sort exactly, of thing as yeah. they go faster and faster and faster and faster. Oh, you know what I mean? But there, it's, yeah. those, it's like, oh, that's my favorite part. Every mm-hmm. Rush fan has a favorite part of every song. They're like, oh, that's yeah. my favorite part of the song. So oh, oh my God. that yeah. same idea of like implementing that into everyday music, right? Where it's yeah. like, oh, man, I love this song and I love it when that happens. Dubstep yeah. did it almost. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, oh, you totally, should yeah. hear the drop on this song, right? Like it's yeah. all... It all stems from the same places, but like the modern totally. day rock, a lot of it has to come from Rush because of the bands that Rush influenced in turn. Yeah. You know what I mean? Other bands would listen to Rush and go, oh, we should try something like that. That's like the new stuff. And then you'd see two years later, a lot of the time you'd hear similar sounds come out. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah, totally. I'm actually really glad you mentioned dubstep now that you said that because like th- thinking YYZ right now, that like the, the drop where um, like the 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 drum solo uh bass solo exchange happens and yeah, then it goes into a guitar that. solo like that literally gives me goosebumps every time and when i listen to dubstep and like a really good drop happens it'll definitely give me goosebumps so like yeah. putting those together i'm like oh shit like, yeah there there's definitely some inspiration in the dubstep in 2112 yeah. when he goes like and the meek shall inherit the earth yeah that's right that's right yeah that's such a that is such a dubstep drop you know what i mean that is the drop yeah and i think a lot of so many people have taken from that too thank this is this is really this makes a lot of sense now that i'm looking at it this way but like yeah i think a lot of people have taken that just like yeah the the build and like the giving a little bit and then kind of giving them all at the same time look at mr Uh, crowley came out in the 80s you know what i mean and that has that same sort of level of build 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 then mr crowley then the song enters with the guitar and the drums and it all starts at once right yeah exactly we're almost done we're almost done this uh beautiful geek out session but i have one more question for you it's a little sad because okay Okay. I mean, it's sad for other people. It's not, and us, because like I would love to do this again. Yeah. But no, still, I, I would. Me too. Yeah. Unfortunately, in the past year, Neil Peart passed away. Mm-hmm. Very sad. And then yeah, it's like I, I literally the second I found out, called you to tell you, and you had already found out. But at the same time, yeah. <laughs> I, oh, I called I've... you because I needed to make sure that like we could talk about it. We hadn't spoken yeah. in like half a year. Yeah. You know no, what I man, mean? That was. I was thinking about you that day, man. Like yeah. we were there. You're we there. there. We, we you're in the same room as those people. Exactly. And, so my yeah. question to you yeah. is, do you think that Russia will live on and gain a new audience over time, even with them not playing their live shows anymore? Because half of Russia's cult following was that 
the people who listened to Rush went and saw Rush. Every time they yeah. came to town, they would follow them around. They would bring their kids and get their kids into Rush. You know what I mean? Yeah. So do you think that now that those shows are gone, do you think we'll start to see a dip in Rush fans? Or do you think that people will see and find out about this music and appreciate it? Like, obviously, it'll always be around, but like, Damn. You look at a band like Led Zeppelin, hasn't yeah. toured in forever, but their music has such staying power. Do you think that Rush, even though they're now no longer touring, will be able to garner mm-hmm. a new audience over time as like a band like Led Zeppelin has? I think it's definitely possible. I think like uh, with the loss of, I, I'm thinking about this too because it's pretty fresh, but uh, with the loss of Eddie Van Halen over the last oh, week, another, another freaking tragic loss. Yeah, that was really sad. Uh, who another person who also inspired so freaking many people? Yeah, um, I'd put him over Alex. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I, I said and, top five. And, I did not say top one. <laughs> no, that's true. That's true. That's fair. Yeah. And uh, you know what? Eddie Van Halen is good. So therefore, he, he could, could probably be. He in could rush probably too. be in rush. <laughs> <laughs> You could probably do that. Eddie Van but, Halen uh, probably could be in rush. <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably, maybe. But <laughs> uh, man, yeah, it, in, incredible musician, but. Uh, something I, I think I read it somewhere where um, like album sales for Led Zeppelin and or sorry, my apologies uh, for Van Halen uh, CDs and records went up uh, after Van Halen or after Eddie Van Halen died. Uh, so that kind of gives that kind of gave me some solace like, OK, well, maybe when people see that a huge inspiration has passed, they can listen to what they provided. Well, mm. on one level, I guess just for me, like I would feel bad that. Uh, like I didn't listen to the the music before, but I, that's that's a personal thing that yeah, I'm working that's through how, right now. That's how but, I would uh, feel too, honestly. <laughs> no, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's tough. It's a guilt thing, and you don't need to feel guilty about it. But and now that, if anything, if if someone hasn't listened to that before and can listen and have that empathy and understanding of the musicianship that goes into it, I think that we could definitely have another rush upbringing uprising. Yeah. I mean, uh, I know that yeah. I will be introducing kids i have one day yeah to oh rush for sure because it's gonna be the first band that i try and show them that they hate and then when yeah. they turn 13 i'll be like all right let's try again and then we'll see yeah, who actually yeah. likes it because there's no <laughs> way a kid likes rush like no, a young they, kid doesn't like rush must <laughs> that would be a pretty freaking amazing that'd kid. be awesome well they'd be like they must love music. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can't be like, oh yeah, I like wheels on the bus go round and round and I really fuck with 2112. I like to listen to A Farewell to Kings when I'm taking my naps. <laughs> I use Clockwork Angels to learn how to learn how to tell time. Like, <laughs> see that? That's that's how I'm gonna that's teach my kids. That's pretty good. Yo, yo, Clockwork Eight. Yo, if you just listen to this album, you'll get it. It's like, Dad, I still <laughs> can't. I still don't know what the little arms mean. <laughs> like, you get it though, right? You understand? You, know you see? You understand? <laughs> you know what, Cohen Junior? One day it'll all make sense. Okay. Cohen Junior, please Cohen, name oh, your God. kid Cohen Junior. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think I'm that self-indulgent to name my kid after me. <laughs> oh, no. um, well, at least, at least that's there'll be another so person funny. that I that I could uh, taunt with spelling their name wrong, but that's fine. Uh, oh. I'll just put through, through oh my God. Oh, I, you just gave me the best idea. I'm going to spell my kid's name wrong all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Not brutal. like on official forms, but like when I'm like, J- uh, if I named him like 
my name Jesse, right? I'd be like J E S S I E, and he'd be like, "There's no I," and it'd be like, "Oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry, bud." I'm it's like you named work. me. You could have put an I there. I'm like, no, no, that's that's not that's your name. Had needs. <laughs> that's your name, buddy. I can't do anything about your name. Oh god, uh, little rush uh, fans. So little rush fans, and there's. I, I I always talk about Rush. If you ever get to know me, then Rush is definitely going to be something I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to talk about. Yeah, God forbid uh, you get to meet me and you at the same time, because then all you're going to hear about is Rush for the whole fucking day. That's that's all you're going to hear. Just us belting just Rush just the entire time. Just us growing out about Rush and then talking okay. about our favorite parts. Speaking of, I think it's time we get to our favorite parts in Rush. Just like the, oh, okay. the part where we can just get super excited about everything and just go hype on it. You ready? Oh shit! Okay, yeah, I'm so like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna fire questions. I don't have any written down, but I'm just gonna fire okay, some great. questions at you. Okay. First, first off, my head. Here we go. All right. In closer to the heart, what is your favorite part other than the ding dong ding dong ding dong ding oh. dong ding? Because that's everyone's favorite I think, part. Yeah, the guitar solo. I that's think the guitar solo. Yeah, the melody really works with the uh, with the song, and it like I love is like the like that climb up. That's something I've wanted to do for so long on guitar, and like just hearing that just makes me freaking go crazy. It's such a freaking good song. Honestly, song. I'm all about the lyrics in that song. I, I I learned how to play the guitar when I was a kid. I can't play it anymore because I forgot yeah, everything yeah. I used to play. But um, the, the lyrics, lyrics in that song, okay. like oh, yeah. the, the comparisons that they make, I'm just like, oh, you got me. It just, it just shows that everything is art. Like yeah. the blacksmith and the artist each must know their part. Like they're both making, they're both making something. From My favorite what part want to do. Yeah. is to mold a new reality closer to the heart. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's and so... I think honestly, like that lyric in particular can't relate any more to what's happening in the world right now right and now. i think yeah and we are we are molding a new reality because yeah. we're so many new realizations and look at us uh, doing this interview of, right now exactly like we're doing <laughs> all, yeah like i could just go over but like covid and stuff like yeah. that we gotta be freaking safe uh so like yeah we are molding this new way of living and uh trying to keep yeah, as close it, to the heart as possible Absolutely, and we just got to keep each other close to the heart. All right, here's a question think, for you. Uh, this is a, oh, sorry, you go, you go, you go, you go. You go. Uh, I, my 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 point was over, but like it, it keeps us closer to the heart because yeah. I think that most of all of living is lived through experiencing with other people. Yeah, uh, and ha having great friends like you and 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 Scully and like all these new freaking people in Toronto, it's great. Hell yeah, uh, and all this, all this freaking support. Uh, but yeah. All right, here's a yeah. quiz one. Okay, here we go. Um, Oh, what was it? I had it for a second. Okay, what song is this from? Glittering prizes and endless compromises shatter the illusion of integrity. Integrity. That is from Spirit of Radio. Nice. That's, uh, <laughs> that's my I, favorite line from that song. That's why I chose oh, this from there. That's such a fucking good song, man. Like the, I, what I love most about it, it's literally about the beauty of music. Yeah. And I and for someone like me, I can't connect any more to that or any i'm just it makes so much it, it, i guess i just gotta say this music has always been my life and it's always it's always helped me kind of be here i guess and knowing that i can uh i'm capable of like playing music and uh making that happen it's been great That's uh, beautiful, and having, man. yeah man and having having that outlet and being able to like just it, 
I don't know. Like if I want to go freaking punch something and I'm so pissed off, I can just go hit the drums for a little bit, make some sound sounds good. If I want to sing really loud, I'll play some bass and make it like, and it's a, it's a great outlet. Uh, but then knowing that and then listening to spirit of radio, like it just, it all kind of just made sense. I'm like, Oh shit. Yeah. Like, uh, begin the day with a friendly voice, a companion, all intrusive, like play that song. That's so elusive. The magic music that makes your morning mood. Like, I can't tell you how many times where I've woken up in the morning and just, like, put on a song that's been playing in my head. And for the rest of the day, I'm, like, in a good mood. Yeah. And I think back, I'm, like, it's because, like, I don't want to say it's because I listen to music at the beginning of the day. But, like, I listen to music at the beginning of the day and I'm having a good day right now. Or, like, I'm feeling good right now. The more no, maybe dude, I'm not feeling good. Music does change how you feel. Like, I, yeah. if you, yeah. this is the best advice I can give anyone. Obviously, if you are truly sad. There's nothing mm. you, you that music will do. It's like it'll maybe yeah, that, you up that, a little bit, but what yeah, I'm saying that, is, if you are having a shit day, you you're late for your bus, you're late for your train. If you play the right song, you know what I mean. It's just gonna change it all. It changes. It's gonna change everything. it all. It changes <laughs> everything about it. Like it takes you from where you were, having your crappy day, and then to now listening to these this music in your headphones. Listening to this power trio. World from exactly. Canada. Rock your fucking <laughs> some, socks off. Some nerdy nerds that just Hell want to yeah. compose the music and then play it afterwards. You could say they were geeking out about making music. Oh. <laughs> oh. And with that... Oh, they're such geeks. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, my friend, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate everything you've done and being my first guest and talking with me for so long and just getting me excited about Rush because I'll always talk yeah. about Rush with you. I, I'm so glad I got to be on this freaking show, man. And thank you for getting excited with me about this. And, get, and the fact that I got excited together with you about this was freaking awesome. Hell yeah, And uh, yeah, I'm really freaking happy to be in Toronto right now. The, it was a decision that I that I have been putting on the, the sideboard for a long time. So I'm glad I'm surrounded by, I don't know, good old friends. And I think Big I just, I, I think that's like, that's what's up, you know? So yeah. fucking love glad i'm here love you too dude so tell the people where they can find you what you're up to what's going on well right now i'm i'm up to settling in i've been i've been settling in for a little bit but i feel like I'm, the settling is still happening uh you can i have a three song ep on all streaming platforms under music from cohen Royick. uh the album is called are these songs sad where <laughs> the songs the songs uh, the songs aren't that, but you decide <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you decide if the songs are sad. Uh, so yeah, you can listen to those songs on all streaming platforms. Uh, you can look up music from Cohen Roick on YouTube. I have some songs up on there. Some fun uh, videos. Yeah, some fun fun little videos of a music video up there. Uh, some live live footage of me playing around. Um, but right now, I've uh, I've written a lot of songs over the last many many years. So I've just been taking the time to like go back and kind of listen or play those ones and i'm just starting to record them and uh kind of get the ideas out there at some point i want to create a band and maybe when uh covid's over get some people jamming this is freaking awesome jam space yeah so i really i will be jamming with you the second i can come over again i I helped you set it up it was too late to jam i we were gonna jam and then it was locked down again so i don't know i don't know what to say it's going to happen it is going to happen and i cannot wait for it to happen and maybe i'll make a video or two with you and we'll make it happen that's a spoiler for later that's a spoiler for later tease little tease little tease right there 
All right. Uh, but yeah, that's what's up with me. Thanks so much for having me on the no show, worries, man. This is brother. Really